Welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. This is a special occasion. Oh, yeah, it is. Roll yeah, it out is. the red carpet. Yeah. We got two of our oldest friends mm-hmm. that we're watching a cartoon about today. Yep. C3PO and R2D2. Oof. Star Wars boys. Yeah. The best. <laughs> the Lucas men. The <laughs> <laughs> the two best characters to really come out of that whole franchise. Yeah, I think so. That I I would want at the top of the list for cartoon shows based on them. And yeah. uh, lucky me, yeah. I got it. <laughs> I mean, I could have handled a, a Chewbacca and Boba Fett, maybe. <laughs> Boba Fett shows up in this show, uh-huh. but not in the episode we watched. Yeah. We watched the first episode of Star Wars colon droids hyphen. <laughs> The Adventures of C-3PO and R2-D2. I think I reversed Dot. the names. Dot, yeah. which is a period. Uh-huh. Read it as a period. That's how it's written down on paper, at least. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just reading it as it was given to yeah. me. <laughs> Love it. I've wanted to cover this for a while. I, I had... A- <laughs> For two years. Uh, yeah. Like two well, years yeah, yeah, as long as we've been doing the show, just yep. about, because I only knew of its existence originally, because as a kid, I liked Star Wars. Uh-huh. I liked the first three movies, watched them on VHS, had a great, a great time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mwah, that's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. But I bought this Star Wars encyclopedia. I liked, encyc- I still do, yeah. encyclopedias of fake things. You could just fill a book of a thousand pages of shit that doesn't exist. And I want to know about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it would have all these entries, and a lot of it was what they called the expanded universe at the time, yeah. which has now been reset with all the shit they've done. But it's all the stuff that wasn't the movies was also in there, and it, it would have references to characters and types, and it would say, in the droids television show. I was like, well, when did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> I watch cartoons. I watch Star Wars. How did I not know about this? So I, I just knew it had to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> do you, Travis, yes. do you like Star Wars? I do. I do, man. I do. I, yeah. I was, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Have you seen any of the new ones? No. Okay. I have not. I'm not trying to open up a discussion. That, okay. <laughs> I think the second we have a discussion about the quality or lack of, uh, either way, of any any of the movies, uh-huh. especially the new ones, we're going to be in a flame war. Oh, it's we- just going to ha- like, we will suddenly blow up on Twitter, but it's going to be bad. Yeah. So- we're not even going to talk about that. We can just say, hey, we're Star Wars fans. Okay. I'm a Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, I've heard good things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Baby Yoda is cool, right? <laughs> I heard his toys like license now to sell, so that's cool. <laughs> it must have been really cool, at the, like in 1985. Mm-hmm. It's not like there were a bunch of franchises. That's the movie that helped create the landscape that we're in now, where right. everything has a movie and a Slurpee and a whatever. A shirt. <laughs> A shirt, a TV show, a podcast yeah, to go into band-aid. it. Yes. Yes. I mean, and they had done a lot of that stuff by that point. But to have it like there's no more movies coming out. We don't know what's going to happen to have something that is directly related to the movies. It's not just like I mean, they're not primary characters, but they're about as close as you get. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're in they're the only characters to be in every main Star Wars with movie. comic relief. They were the yeah. comic relief. Yeah. Yeah. Put them in a show. So that must have been really cool to tune in on Saturday morning and see your buds. You must have been excited. Oh, yeah. 
And then it must have been a little disappointing, <laughs> I think. It's not a bad show. No, no. But it's... It leaves it's, much to be desired. It's sleepy. Yeah. It feels sleepy sometimes. <laughs> it, it makes me feel sleepy sometimes. Yeah, right. Laugh it up, fuzzball. So the series ran on ABC for a single season of 13 episodes, debuting in 1985 alongside Star Wars Ewoks, uh, which ran like a season longer, I think. Yeah, they uh, those Ewoks somehow beat the very advanced uh-huh. droids with, I think, like 20 more episodes. But I, I do have to correct you on one thing. Oh, what, what you got? Uh, the name of that other series was Star Wars colon Co- oh, God Ewoks. Dude. Yeah. I, hyphen. Just, hyphen. Remember Star Wars? <laughs> question mark. Sure, I do. Exclamation point. It was part of the ABC Saturday morning block uh-huh. of cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons in the 80s and early 90s, at least. There were a lot of little things about the production of how they framed the shows, yeah. like how they would throw it in commercial and stuff like that. Like, after these messages, we'll be right back in the <laughs> claymation shit, like all, all that uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. It's like they were just trying to keep us there, just begging oh, us sure. to yeah. sit in in the stool and eat damn cereal, uh-huh. which is what my parents said every day. After these messages, we'll be right back. Somebody had to write a little jingle uh-huh. or have to do something to promote this thing that's just like a cartoon that's going to go away, in this yep. case, yep. in a year and 13 episodes. So I found on the Internet. Okay. Oh, man. I heard that's a dangerous place. I, it is. Got to watch out. Don't talk about Star Wars on no, there. No, no, So no. I made a mistake in doing that, but I, I did find some gold for us. Oh, what you got? I found a promo. I, so, so I guess a commercial? I don't Who would you send this to? Like on a... like. I don't understand. I don't understand TV. Certainly not now. It's yeah. Netflix now. <laughs> it's streaming, baby. All, all streaming all day. All you got. Yeah. But this is a song that was being used, and we're going to play the video. I'll include the link to it in the show notes so that you can actually watch the thing, because it's pretty funny. But I think the song alone is interesting enough. This is a promo for that lineup, the 1985 ABC Saturday morning lineup. I can't wait. You won't have to. <laughs> When I get up Saturday morning, what? I just wait. A magical way, reeling through the galaxy of superstars. We're gonna laugh and play. it on abc oh i already do you'll love it on abc <laughs> i carumba just in case you don't follow the link just so you know most of that was a man in a green bodysuit uh-huh. waking up in a spaceship with a porthole into which he could see the stars uh-huh. and he's spinning around and dancing and singing about how funny the ewoks are and how the great the droids are <laughs> How he loves Bugs Bunny. It's man. supposed to be a boy, but I think that was it is a man. It was a man. Yeah, that yeah. is a man. <laughs> that man could be tried <laughs> as an adult. Thank you for and that. should be. Yeah, you're quite welcome. Oh man. Yeah, check that out on the show notes, please. Oh man, it's it's great. So it ran alongside some pretty classic shows, and it's it's got Star Wars things in it, uh-huh. which is neat. Yeah. But it's like it's like a, a robot just parsed what you would want. A bad algorithm decided what you might want in a yeah. Star Wars show and then just programmed them in. 
and it's this weird mishmash of like real Star Wars things with uh, pretty typical encyclopedia <laughs> extras <laughs> they, they, that they didn't took, make the cut. <laughs> yes, they took my encyclopedia <laughs> and then just plugged in some of those things. Yeah, into the show because it's, it's Star Wars light. Star Wars Extra Light. Yeah, it's yeah. like in case you're afraid of Star Wars. If uh-huh. you have Star Wars phobia, you can feed this to yourself daily and uh-huh. it'll get you used to it. It's yeah. like taking a little bit of poison every day. <laughs> Before you get to the live action. Yes. Now, I have another nugget for you. Oh, please. I love nuggets. Promo. Still got to get, you got to let kids know. You got to get out there and let those kids know uh-huh. where the droids are and when. So they can love it. So they can love it. Yeah. I, I got to say. I don't know if this, I can't tell you if this worked on me or not. Like, I, I mean, I was already watching the cartoons anyway. It worked on I you. was one when this came out. So I, yeah. I, it worked on me, but I guess I, it's, it's, um, it's not subliminal, uh-huh. but it's like, it's just low level. Like you don't even understand. It's like, I'm like Coke commercials. I drink Coke, but it's not because the commercials. And then it's just like <laughs> at night, you just see the commercials playing in my brain. So another piece of promo that they did that wasn't just for this show, but they were featuring it heavily. Uh-huh was called the ABC Saturday Morning Sneak Peek and Fun Fit Test, <laughs> which came out a few days before the show premiered. It was hosted by <laughs> Olympic champion Mary Lou Retton. Oh, man. She was teaching a live C-3PO. I don't know if it was Anthony Daniels, the actor who portrayed it, or not, and R2-D2 live and Tony Danza. <laughs> Of recently of Who's the Boss fame, uh-huh. how to do gymnastics and stay fit. Yeah. Live action. That was their promo for this show and this lineup. Now, I wish I had a video of that. Yeah. I can. I have scoured the internet. Once I read that, I, I was paying hackers left and right you had, and all you kinds had of Bitcoin. At, at recent uh, who's, who's the Boss fame, <laughs> yes. you had me. Well, I guess, I mean, I, I don't know why Tony Danza would have been on there and I oh, guess he was I, all the, he was all the rage. Well, he was, and the show that this that show, Who's the Boss, came out in 1984. That's a prime time comedy. Yes. But this is for a kids show. But I guess, I mean, he had just popped. Let's just say, Danza <laughs> just popped, and so they had him on. I guess to play the, to to act as a buffer between uh-huh. the two robots. Yeah. <laughs> and the tiny childlike Mary Lou Retton <laughs> as they're being taught. Now, sadly, I don't have a video of that, or else I would just play that in its entirety. I don't care how long it is. Yeah. So the <laughs> two only, hours just put them in there. I don't. I don't know how this was taken. I don't uh-huh. know if this was like done on a home uh, camera at, at the time, or yeah. So it doesn't seem like it could be now. But I have a YouTube video of a commercial for the promo. That's basically somebody filming their television set. Oh, yeah. Man. And we also watch out for this sound quality. Yes. Then we want. Yeah! To come warm up with Tony Danza, Mary Lou Retton, R2-D2, and C-3PO. And they get in shape for the Saturday sneak peek and fun fit test. Hey, it's going to be a knockout. Hey, it's, it's all starting at 8, 7 central. Webster at the <laughs> end. Webster at the end. Will. Uh, Will. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> this is right in our wheelhouse, man. This is just like the golden years. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot. So you R two D two comes out and he's got like a long polka dotted tie and glasses on. He's a real joker. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a pistol. Is he? Oh man, you're telling me pistol. That's that's the role he plays in this. So yeah, man, I just had to share that with you. I knew that you would like it. Thank I know you. that you guys out there. So I'll put some uh, links to it into the uh-huh. show notes out there because I think they're all worth seeing. So we got Tony Danza. Uh-huh, we got yeah. an Olympian. Yeah. Uh, we've got Webster, <laughs> uh, some guy in a green suit singing in a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. And we've also got the real C three PO in this. Anthony uh-huh. Daniels yep. is playing C three PO. Also, the real R two D two 
is playing R2-D2. The real one. That, that's what it says in the credits. It's so sitcom-y. Because I swear there's sitcoms or in movies maybe where there's a, an animal featured uh-huh. like as, a, as the pet, yes, you know, family yes. pet. And then uh-huh. at the end, it's like Patches as Patches or Patches as himself. Yeah, and that's tongues, how R2-D2 yeah. is credited in this. So aside from all those stars, there is a member of a huge 80s band. Huge. You don't like say. One of the giantists uh-huh. that did the theme song for this. Oh, trouble again. Yes. Or in trouble again. Yeah. I'm not sure. I you know, I could go either way, frankly. Uh it is it is catchy. Yep. Do you know who sang this and wrote it and performed, I think, all of it? I don't know. I don't know. Who was it? Okay. One of the hugest bands okay. in the eighties. It's not the paramedics, it's not the army, it's not the Marine the Marines. It's the Marines, correct. The police. The police did not do this. Sting did not do this. No. The most prominent and uh-huh. sought-after member of the police did not do this. It was Stuart Copeland. Uh, they're very... Uh, he seems... Uh, they fought a lot in that band. And uh-huh. Stuart Copeland seemed to be involved in it at all times. He's an amazing drummer. Uh-huh. He played great drums for the police. He is a solo musician in his own right. He did, I remember my, my old drummer and very good friend Greg was really into... He had a, a project called... <laughs> The Stuart Copeland Project? Oh, no. I'm sure that exists, though. Clark Kent, but with two Ks? It was just like poppy punk music or whatever, uh-huh. which this kind of is. Uh, trouble again, yeah. of course. Or, or, or in trouble again. But I, I, I wonder if they reached out to Sting and then like Stuart Copeland, when Sting was like, I don't think so. Or, that he just said, bah, 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 over here, <laughs> or that he just like intercepted the phone call and said, "You're gonna give this one to me. I'm looking so, for it." So did Stewart? Stewart wrote some of the vocals for the police, or he, did he do backing vocals? Uh, I think so, but I, you know what? No comment. Yeah. <laughs> well, so he's a very talented man. Very yeah. talented man. The song is, and the opening, it's very sitcommy. Yeah. Like it's hilarious uh-huh. uh, how sitcommy it is. Uh, it definitely feels like it should be the opening to Perfect Strangers or something. Right. It's like, oh, these two again. Balky. Balky's <laughs> at, at it. I'm in trouble again. This song, I couldn't find it on Spotify, like under Stuart Copeland or no, anything like that. No LimeWire? You couldn't find <laughs> You know what? I didn't check LimeWire. I, I only looked at Napster for this one. <laughs> yeah. But I did find a cover of this song, and I wish there was more material coming out of this group because it is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard of this. It is a group called Cybertronic Spree. This is a live cover. I'm just going to play it for you. It's a good cover. It's a good cover of the song. (laughs) And then we'll talk about what you're seeing. All right. <laughs> the drummer is burning up. Oh, dude. Hell yeah. Now explain to me what the hell I just watched, you <laughs> bastard. Once again, check the show notes, but we're going to let you know just in case. Cybertronic Spree, they are a band of, I, I'm going to assume, human beings. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> Otherwise, this is my nightmare. Yeah. Welcome to my nightmare. Alice Cooper. Yeah, basically, you're, you're, we're going to be inside of a Primus video. 
Yeah, it does remind me of uh-huh. the one notice picked Rob Beaver. Yeah. Okay, so these are people who have done some awesome cosplay as half Transformers, uh-huh. if not full Transformers in some cases. I think they're original characters. Like they, All these people look like truly come to life Transformers yeah. with moving mouths and everything. Some of them are trapped in more mascot-y. Uh-huh. <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like biscotti. <laughs> But they're trapped in more like like a giant head that yeah. you can't even. I don't even understand how the drummer sees. But the, the drum, bless his heart, man. But I wonder, is the you know about furries? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Of course Look, come on up. So I don't think this falls under that category, but it seems like this band with what they're wearing fall uh-huh. into a new category of like it's beyond cosplay. Bot play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. behind closed doors. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is awesome. Go check them out. Cybertronic Spree. It's weird because on their YouTube, all I see are covers of songs that are not related to Transformers. I, they do immigrant song. <laughs> I freaking love it. It's awesome. I would definitely go see him. This was not produced by Lucasfilms, like everyone might think. This was produced by Nelvana. Which sounds like you don't know how to say Nirvana. No, no, it's it's no. It's Nirvana. No, I know it's Nirvana. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know you know how to say Nirvana. Yeah, We're on. always talking about 90s and rock we're in the music. Shirt, and we're in the Nirvana right. shirt right now. That's right. Yeah, Nirvana has done a lot of stuff. Their logo, if you see it, you might remember it because it has a polar bear yeah, on it and says uh-huh. Nirvana. And that's just like it, it evokes something, the child in me. Yeah. <laughs> it says, ooh, polar bear. But yeah, I, I knew that name and I knew, I just knew it as a reference. So I looked into it. They worked on some of the softest tunes out there. <laughs> It's like the soft rock hits of tunes. I mean, they did a lot of stuff, but Strawberry Shortcake. Ooh. Babar. That's very soft. <laughs> yeah, it's about as soft as you get. Care Bears. That's a big one. Little Bear. Do you remember Little Bear on Nick Jr.? I watched it. It was for children, but I watched it. I think so. Okay. Also, Rupert the Bear. Listen, lots of bear work. Bears. Lots of bears. Yeah. No lions, no tigers, just bears. <laughs> they went on to do even bigger stuff than that. But George Lucas, there's an infamous... And it's never been made available again. Maybe Disney Plus, when uh-huh. it's working, will put it up. Live action Star Wars Christmas special, I think in 78, where it's like a TV, a, a low budget TV show that has some shit about Chewbacca's people. And then your main heroes from Star Wars actually show up and all that stuff. But there was an animated segment where they introduced Boba Fett before uh-huh. he ever showed up in the movies. And Nelvana got the contract for that. The Star Wars Holiday Special. I have two droids. We've come in search of a ship that crashed near here. Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. And George Lucas was so impressed with what they did that when he decided, hey, the movies are done. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I want to keep Star Wars out there in the public eye. Nelvana, I'm reaching I'm hurting for, for money you. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his pockets were, he had the moths flying out of his pockets. Yeah. Little TIE fighters. <laughs> no, uh, they spent a ton of money making this show a ton it was a lot more expensive than your average cartoon i'm oh, not kidding i believe like it. this is the real deal you got a figure on that i got a figure oh, what's that figure? you don't even question whether i have a figure oh, I on know, this i know baby animation was about three times more complicated like the amount of cells uh-huh. per show was three times the amount of your average 22 minute cartoon what? and ultimately it cost 500 to 600 thousand dollars per episode do you remember when we like with He-Man? Uh-huh. I mean, Filmation made things cheap, but that, they still had to spend like drop like three million on a full season of He-Man, which was sixty-five episodes. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is how 
half a million dollars per episode on a Lou, 13. Lou, Lou would not have put up with this. Oh, no, no. Lou Scheimer. No, God, he would have found a way to cut every oh, yeah. corner. No, no. Yeah. yeah. George Lucas is, I think, at this point, too used to just dropping hard cash on oh, stuff. Because, yeah. I mean, where did that money go? It's not a bad looking show. Mm-hmm. The animation looks rotoscoped. It reminds me of that movie Heavy Metal sometimes. Yes. But, I mean, this is part of why the show got canceled uh, <laughs> after the first season. Well, they ran out of money. It was hemorrhaging money. I don't know if... Ewoks, it was done by Nelvana as well. I don't know if they just didn't have to rotoscope real Ewoks, so I don't know. <laughs> but that is that is at least part of why mm-hmm. this show did not last, and it got beat in the Great Space Race by those dang Ewoks. <laughs> we surrender. <laughs> I am not up on Star Wars continuity. Yeah, it's very con- confusing to me. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, like I'm, I can, I'm completely out. I can tell you pretty much everything that happened that was continuity, like in the DC universe, at least up till 1996. Yeah. But with this, it's like I don't know. There's See, comics coming out. Yeah. Well, I, so with this show, all I can tell you is that at one point it was canon. It really happened. Yeah. <laughs> It really fictionally <laughs> happened, and that it's set between. I mean, the prequels weren't out when this came out, but it's right. set between the end of Revenge of the Sith, the last of the prequels, and the beginning of the Star Wars trilogy, the original trilogy. So, Star Wars: colon, Yeah, A New Hope. Yeah. So it's it, this is supposed to take place something like 15 years before C-3PO and R2D2 end up in the hands of old Luke Skywalker. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Uh, it really has no bearing on anything that happens here, seems like. <laughs> They're on a desert planet that is Tatooine, but is not Tatooine. Yeah. It is everything about Tatooine minus the cantina that's interesting. Yeah. And it's just called something else. <laughs> but like they just said, hey, you know, people know desert planets. Yeah. Throw them in there. Dime a dozen. Yeah. Like land speeders, all just like tons of, they have the sound effects. Yeah. They have from the shows or from the, from the yeah, movies. Yeah. They got the beeps and the breedles. Yeah. <laughs> breedles. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a ship term. <laughs> As we said, the original, the boys are back in town. Let's just say that. Because <laughs> Anthony Daniels, who played C-3PO in all those films, yep. he is back as the voice of C-3PO. Yeah. And R2-D2, apparently playing himself... Uh, I don't know if they had like just the the tin can in the booth just to be there to say they could. R2-D2 as, as R2-D2. R2-D2. Yeah. yeah. Who else could he play? He, he has a narrow range, but he's really good at what he does, though. It's right about here. It's just his range is <laughs> Between right. here and my other finger. Yep. Anthony Daniels, though, wasn't, he wasn't a fan of the idea originally. This is what he says. Okay, I take issue with this. He's like, it'll only last 13 episodes. <laughs> well, he's getting paid either way. My... My issue is that he says that he's like he's not even a fan of animation, uh-huh. which I it feels like an older generation thing. I I you know uh, that's fine, uh, no big deal there. But I'm just like, man, you are in every one of these movies, and I, this is your life's work. Because if you go look at his filmography, I was like, oh, maybe he does a whole, and he does other things. He's a mime, he's a stage actor, but like 99 percent of his credits, Star Wars. Yeah. So this is your money maker. You were at the the money trough of uh-huh. George Lucas. And I just make up that he is very protective of this role, that he would not let somebody else play the character. Uh-huh. I don't I don't think he's I think he's fronting. <laughs> I will say this because I mean, like, seriously, because there's so many. It just feels like he's going to show him. And then the late I think it was Peter Mayhew uh-huh. who played Chewbacca. Yeah. Like, I feel like they would be like, no. 
I'm going to be the guy in the suit. I'm going to be the one doing the voice, etc. Like if I want to talk to Tony Danza. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I wonder if he went on the, the ABC sneak peek. Yes. I, he yes, just signed up him. for that. Yeah. Well, I, I think of him, right or wrong, as somebody who's going to, like, if he finds out that there's a talking Star Wars Slurpee Cup at 7-Eleven for the new movie that links into that, uh-huh. and they got somebody else to do the one line on it, yeah. he's going to have it recalled, he's going to record the line himself, and then have it put back gonna, out there. He's going to go all Metallica with it. <laughs> yes. 100%. He's going to make sure there's no bootleg C-3PO's out yeah. there. <laughs> Stay back, you, you grease bucket. C-3PO and R2-D2 offer, they present me at least, uh-huh. with a conundrum. Okay, what's that? Uh... I'm not sure if you're aware, but I am sometimes afraid of robots and artificial intelligence. Yep, yep. You told me that, and 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 birds. I, I just I don't like birds. <laughs> I don't trust them. It's okay. more less a fear, a fear of being betrayed by birds. By the way, I was just in Japan recently, uh-huh. and I did encounter some say? some robots. Yeah. yeah. And they were cute. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. so maybe that's part of the deal for me is that if they're actually cute. Or if they're just a couple of good boys, like R2-D2 and C-3PO, because like I just I trust them immediately. Yeah. And I maybe it's because I grew up with them. But basically, one's a puppy. It's like a stray puppy and a stray butler mm-hmm. are wandering around. Like, how do you not take them in? And they're just <laughs> waiting, hoping for a human to tell them what to do. Yes. Because at the beginning of this episode, they're in some spaceship. It gets shot out of the sky, falls to the not Tatooine planet, yeah. and immediately, aside from finding each other, they're concerned with the masters. Yeah, they want masters. Yeah. Like, oh my god, we got to find a new master. What are we gonna do? And so, uh-huh. like, hell yeah, man, these guys, I'll trust them. They want to be protected. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I don't blame them. They're helpless. <laughs> At least C three PO is. He's. Yeah. I I get a lot of laughs out of C three PO. He every reaction he has is so he's a fucking clown. Uh, yeah. In this. Like, he is he is doing all sorts of clowning, and everything is just this. Oh 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 no oh oh or. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, oh. That's most of what he's called on to do. What did you say his range was was for perplexed? He, he has what? three settings. Okay. He has three emotional settings. He has concerned, scared, nervous, you know, that, that factor. Uh-huh. He has shitty to R2, just being like, you know, dismissive. Right. And he has relief from aforementioned fear. Yep. That's his whole life. <laughs> he has IBS. He his stomach's doing turning in knots. This man is vomiting on the de- like he if he's a person, uh-huh. he is losing all of his hair and he's frazzled. He's that kind of skinny that it's scary to look at because yeah. he man, he's such a ball of nerves. Mm-hmm. But he's also kind of a dick to R2D2 because yeah. they have uh-huh. this clearly a close relationship. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like we discussed earlier. They've yes. been together forever uh-huh. and they but he always if R2 is around berates him uh. dismisses him but then if r2 is missing he doesn't know what to do this is an emotionally at least on c3 side yeah yeah very dependent oh, they're very dependent on each other and on human masters yeah because they're just in, 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 at least c3po again uh-huh. we don't know what r2d2 is saying i don't trust that c3po is uh translating him correctly necessarily <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, we have to rely yeah. on him to tell us oh you don't say but C-3PO, he falls into things so many times in this episode. He's just clumsy as hell. Uh I kind of think it's him trying to steal the spotlight back from R2-D2 a little bit. Because R2-D2 is this little guy who can't really talk, Uh but he always gets shit done. Always. Always. He does what he wants, and it's the right thing. Yeah. (laughs) And he he fixes problems. And then everyone's impressed with him. C-3PO... I mean, he's a protocol droid. He can talk to anybody or anything, but yeah. no one's paying him special attention. So that's when he knocks a tray out of someone's hand. Oh, 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 
Oh, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. I'm glad he came back. I hope you guys can hear what I'm doing. Oh, oh, no. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Oh, now I'm relieved. Also, strangely to me, C-3PO, uh, I guess he, he did this in the movies a little bit. Like he, he would get by on guile occasionally uh-huh. occasionally like it's not the first thing he would reach for yeah but he would trick somebody but he is he's a protocol droid he is a trans a language droid yeah and so i would think that he would get out of situations more often by conversation yeah or or pull i don't know understanding something about a machine in this episode Everything every time that he gets out of a jam, uh-huh. it's either because he lies, <laughs> straight up like pulls the, the wool over somebody's eyes, yep. or just physically dodges something or or entices a droid to shoot a, a thing and then gets out of the way. Like none of it relies on his actual strengths as a person. None at all. Or a droid. He's just extremely dodgy. And and not truthful. Mm-hmm. He's a liar. And how, how do you program a robot to lie? Tell me. <laughs> right I want now. a liar droid. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me right now. Travis, I just bought two of them, please. I bought two blank droids, and they need words to go in front of droid. I don't trust, I guess I shouldn't trust C-3PO, but I feel like his lives are mostly just like, I'm nervous. Uh I'll tell you, I am okay with this, but I'm not. Uh, I didn't use the restroom. Well, yeah, I I would trust these guys to house sit. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried. Well, well, I mean, you're going to come home to like like a busted sink or something. You know what I mean? Like a flooded house. That's okay. <laughs> that's not that's that's acceptable that's as far okay. as a house a house watching goes. Yeah, I don't trust a lot of the other droids that are present in the Star Wars universe, including this cartoon. Yeah, they're soulless. Well, yeah, and they're built. I don't know who designed these things. Yeah, it makes no sense for what they're like. What they're doing. They are often insect like. Uh-huh. Well, there's one that on this that looks like a roach. It has roach hands. Yes. Our feet, I guess, whatever. <laughs> Ro- roach limbs that, are, and it floats in the air, but it's just like this gross nugget of of metal. Uh-huh. It looks like one of the roaches from the raid commercials. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's another one that's just like a torso and an arm and a weird head. Yeah. It's like they're dismantled mannequins, and I, I mean, even in the movies, I remember there's a medical droid that is just like harrowing. It, uh-huh. It's it's a stone faced. Again, torso and head and arms, but nothing else. Like these all are very disturbing to me. Like like, like they're ripped out of a, a Herbie Hancock uh, <laughs> video, video. <laughs> rocket video. Yes. <laughs> or like I don't mean I like there's some modern art exhibit yeah. out there where it's just like a look what I did to these mannequins. Doesn't it represent culture? <laughs> they're in wedding dresses. <laughs> yeah, and missing limbs. Mm. I mean, it's I don't trust them. They uh-huh. they don't seem to have any personality. Why these two? Have personality, I don't know. Yeah, they're blessed. I guess it's because it's two guys in suits, and yeah. they're not really droids. I think that might be canonical <laughs> at this point. Yeah, right. They're just droid play. Mm. Bot play. Yeah, baby. But once again, on that note, murdering robots, A-OK. It's in fine. This. Yeah, it's I, fine. It's, it's weird because, again, that that creates- uh, It is the norm. It's the norm. It is, but it, it creates a paradox, though. Yeah. Because I don't want C-3PO and R2-D2 to die. Yeah, for but sure. But technically, uh-huh. under the rules that we've established on this podcast, they can be gone, and it's fine. Vaporizing. I can't. I like if somebody, if I, even if I owned those guys, the best I could do if someone came and killed them is like it's a property claim. Yeah, <laughs> that's it for sure. That's uh, yeah. yeah. So, and I don't want to do that to them. Mm-mm. I don't want them to be property. I want them to be my buddies. Yeah, me and C three PO. R two D two. I think he'd be fun sometimes, but he's he's got a mouth on him. He's gonna shoot you up. At he's some gonna point. major too. Yeah, yeah, that little the little yeah. the thing that comes out and he zaps yeah. people yeah. with. Yeah, he's gonna pick your locks and, and shoot you. He is 
He is like a, the most like a stray dog, I yes. guess. Wild instincts. The droids don't carry it. Well, they do carry it, I guess, uh, as far as a entertainment yeah. value goes. But they are, it's, you know, they're not the main characters, I guess. Are they? Not. Nobody's a main character. No. In this. Yeah, nobody can be given that title. Uh-uh. Uh, nobody deserves it. No, everyone's C-list in this title. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is, it's like an E original. Uh-huh. <laughs> everyone's a C-list celebrity. A dramatization. So this planet that they fall on that is is Tatooine and all but Tatooine name. Like, yeah. It is a place full of off-roading, drag racing, space billies. Mad Max-ish. Yeah, yes, very Max, Ma- Max Maddish. Yep. <laughs> nice to meet you, <laughs> Mr. Maddish. And all of them have asymmetrical haircuts. Uh-huh. Nobody has what what uh, mainstream society would consider a normal haircut. Right. Like Han Solo, he's a spaceman. Luke Skywalker, definitely a spaceman. Yeah. Uh, Princess Leia, experimental. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is, she is human, but these guys have, like, uh, one of the main characters has a half a shaved head, a mohawk, but then the other side is that undercut thing. Yeah. Everybody looks like they are a student at the Avita Institute. Right. You know, because it's, it, like, it's those are the people that always have the most experimental haircuts and makeup are yep. people who are in haircut and makeup. That's true. Their whole true, man. head is a canvas. And so I guess, because there's a girl, uh, Kia, the character Kia in yep. this. She has normal hair, except it's rogue hair. Uh-huh. It's uh, brown with white stripe down the middle. And there's this other guy. I don't even know these characters' names, barely. They're weird names. Yes. There's another guy who is one of the other racers, because these two guys are, basically, they're like uh, guys who just work on cars all day uh-huh. and race, and that's their ticket out of this town. They're the guys that have the garage door open all the time. All the damn out. time. Yes. Oh, man. I, I would never feel at home. No. I, I don't know anything. I would be like, <laughs> I think that's the wheel. But that guy has... He's I, he might just be balding. Yeah. Okay, but he's got like shaved head all the way up to the mohawk, then it's pulled back into a ponytail. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. It For is. Him it's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, that's a sad <laughs> state of affairs on that man's scalp. Of a, of a hairs. The names that I I wrote them down based on what I thought I heard. Okay. And I don't know which one is which because yeah. you've got you've got the younger one with red. He's like the Bud Nick <laughs> of the crew. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, younger yeah. racer with the red hair. Yeah. And then you also have the bigger guy who I guess is his buddy. And the names that I wrote down are you got? Thal Jobin or Thal Jobin. But the other one genuinely sounded like Thor Juice Heart to me or Juice Hat. <laughs> so these are the names that I was working with in my brain. And yeah. that's why I stopped trying to keep track. I love it. Yeah. Do you have any info over there on the on the noms? Yes, I do, Will. <laughs> well, bring it on. Yeah, I'm you going. son of a bitch. I'm going, you bastard. <laughs> Oh fuck! Give that. it, give it to me. Yeah. Give it to okay, me. Here we go, buddy. Uh, so, Jord, Jord Dusat, <laughs> and Tha- and Thal Jobin. Oh my! Okay, I got one of them right. <laughs> These names. I mean, I don't know. I maybe I'm judging them with the wrong uh, measuring stick because, yeah. like, Star Wars has some dumb names, but they all are pretty catchy. Uh-huh. Like Bib Fortuna. That's just one of like the guy with the long head tentacle yeah. that hangs out with Java. That's a catchy name. <laughs> Thal Jobin. <laughs> so, that sounds like somebody on a foreign Olympic team that I would have to hear about. Right? Yeah, definitely. You know? And then what was the other guy's name? Jord Doucet. <laughs> that's almost French. That's that's uh, not the Jord. It yeah. would be, I guess, it's almost like a Nordic name, like Jord. Yeah. Jord. Jord Doucet. Yeah. 
cul-de-sac. Okay, well, so that's these guys. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> again, space billies. They're hanging out in a desert planet. Shit, it's not a cool place to be. And there is uh, a, definitely an organized crime element present. So Tatooine minus the name. Right. I mean, they they are pretty much where we left off or where we started at uh, with um, Spaceballs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Only a this stone's is, throw. Yeah, yeah, this is like a direct adaption of right. Spaceballs. That would have been nice. Yeah. The organized crime element that we're talking about. Yes. And they cut so hard. Is piracy. <laughs> Even in a galaxy, this is a problem that spans long ago and far, far away. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Movies are made by people. Yep. You got to pay for them. <laughs> the organized crime element here is represented by a character that they cut to, just like like cut from a scene with some humans and some droids in uh-huh. it, to a fish man. Yes. A blue, blue-skinned, scaly fish man sitting at a high-tech desk. Yep. I just, I laughed out loud just to even see him. It, I, it's a hard cut. It it's is. A hard cut to it's it. not the craziest thing we've ever seen. No, it's not not, it's, it's a kind of a good design, but it just felt like, oh, okay, I forgot we do shit like this. Yep. This is the this is what we're here for. We got to have some aliens that we invented for this cartoon. And and his accomplice with the New York accent. Apparently New, <laughs> yeah. York, New York accent just um happens like like uh, robot murder. They have established uh, we have proven that in yeah. other tunes and I believe in Star Wars there are uh like Yiddish accents and all kinds of accents yeah. that shouldn't have ex- existed yet <laughs> or anywhere. The younger one, the smaller one is named Tig. Yeah. Tig yeah. from or Tig from with two Ms. <laughs> I don't know the other guy's name, uh, but they're both fishmen. The younger, smaller one is the son of a, he's basically uh, Tony Soprano's kid, <laughs> Tony Jr. And he is trying, we don't meet his dad, but his dad is like an old fashioned gangster, which whatever that means in this sci-fi world. <laughs> yeah, we don't know anymore, yeah. right? But Tig, or Tiggy, as his older friend keeps telling him, who don't knows his me. dad, yeah. I, I feel like he's like... I, I make this up that okay. he is Tig's dad's consigliere. Yeah. Like he, but he shouldn't be doing this. He is betraying the father by working with the son. Why is he doing that? The son is a fuck up. Yeah. Like clearly his son, it's so weird because not only, so the other guy has, he's a big, round, like Humpty Dumpty looking guy who, who likes to rearrange molecules. Yeah. I'll rearrange the molecules, boy. <laughs> like why, he's talking that way. And then Tig, the younger one, says he, he's speaking. He's speaking like this, kind of. Uh-huh. Not not British, but just close enough. Just yeah. a bit. But at least on occasion. Weird choice for him. I uh-huh. wish that gangsters talked like that. I wish there were more <laughs> mid-Atlantic gangsters out there. You say he was rubbed off. <laughs> really? That's rubbish. Sippy. <laughs> that's just, that's straight rubbish. <laughs> right there. Now, Tig's thing, he, he is trying to show, he's trying to flex. Uh-huh. It's a flex on his part. He is trying to do it different from his dad. Yeah. He says he technology is the way of doing things. That's how we're going to survive. And my dad is not getting on board with that, but I'm using technology. I only work with droids yeah. to commit crimes. Yeah. It's the only people I trust. I have seen enough mafia movies, TV shows, whatever, to know that when there is a young Cudini coming up saying, I know how we need to change the system. We need to do things different. Here, I'll show you. They are going to end up bloody mess. Oh, yeah. They're going to end, end up sleeping with the fishes, uh-huh. which I think is the origin of their species when you oh. think about it, sleeping with fishes. Mind blown. Good. <laughs> Deservedly. 
So I yeah, I, he's just bound to lose because I mean you got if you're gonna if you're gonna gangster yeah, gonna gangster original oh yeah, <laughs> original flavor. Are you gonna gangster. wind up in a land speeder tr- uh, right. trunk for sure? <laughs> That's right. So I don't know what crimes he is overseeing exactly uh-huh. that he's committing. They. Early on, once the, the the space billies find the droids, they pick them up. They're immediately bonded. Yeah, it's it is just stray puppies. Like, hey, we love these people now. And the guys are like hugging the droids and calling them nicknames. It's like they've seen Star Wars, right? And they're just happy to see their friends. They get caught up in some security bullshit. I think that they like basically there's an automated security thing in the desert that they get attacked by that I think is owned by Tig. Yeah, I don't know. My arms yeah, up too. Arms, arms up. The whole arms up emoji. <laughs> yeah. Shrug emoji. This whole thing. SMH. That's when they encounter Kia, the woman who like she's dressed up and you can't tell who she is. But that she's a woman. The ugly rogue. <laughs> that's like a, that's a, a book title. Yeah. That's a book series. The ugly rogue. The for adventures sure. of the ugly rogue. For sure. She's dressed up kind of like the sand. Tuscan Raiders or whatever from Star Wars, uh-huh. like with the weird mask and everything. Right. But, you know, they do the whole thing where it's like she sees that they're going to get blown up. She helps save them from these bad droids. Yeah. And then they reveal like, oh, she's a lady, though. Oh. How did she do both the saving and the ladying? Yeah. <laughs> How? Star Wars. Science fantasy. Right. Yeah. M- mic drop. <laughs> Kia, uh, she's just a, a tough lassie, I guess. Yeah. Just a tough lady. I mean, they nobody has a real strong personality. Like, there's not a lot to not, go not on here. Not in this tune. No, no not in this just, tune. Just that the bigger space Billy is kind of dumb Yep. and kind of jovial, mm-hmm. and the younger one is more intense. Yeah. That's about it. But I guess, so I don't know what crime really that Tig is trying to pull off, but when these guys, I guess, cross through their uh, Tig's security measures, yeah. that gets him on their trail, and they end up attacked at their garage. That separates the droids from them and that blah, blah, blah. Basically, the big Billy gets kidnapped. Uh-huh. And that's when new friends Kia, which is a great car, and Thal Jorban, maybe. Yeah. And the droids are off to save their friend from the clutches of Tig, the fishman gangster. Water importer. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> That'd be, that would be very funny to me if it's like, you know how much water there is in that warehouse? <laughs> Enough to fill up 20 poles. And off they go. That's the adventure is yeah. to save a friend from a gangster. We've all we've all have been there. We've all done that. Yeah. Yeah. We have, that's, whether, that's, whether in high school or in, you know, in your 20s or any of the other schools. Yeah. <laughs> College school, preschool. <laughs> it's a trial that we all go through and and Thal or the other name is going yeah. to go through it. Horde. Now they take a land speeder over to this secret base. And they're going to have to go underground and, and have a long, monotonous uh, chase. Oh, man. Scene. So, yeah, there's a chase scene that is. Like when they storyboarded it, they must have missed something <laughs> if, if they storyboarded it because it's it's a scene where C3PO and Kia, the the lady, yeah. are separated from Thal, the the red haired man. <laughs> I'm yeah. saying this to keep myself on track. I love it. And R2D2. So R2D2 is basically doing what he does with Luke Skywalker, where he's like the buddy to the pilot. Uh-huh. And that guy's going through all of these underground tunnels and everything, but there are all these opening and closing doors that'll smash him to pieces if he doesn't get the timing right. Yeah. Like a, like an old Sega game. Yep. Ooh, yeah. Sega game. Yeah, baby. And then on the other side, elsewhere, just standing in front of a screen, you've got C3PO and you have Kia, yep. and they are trying to talk them through, talk him through 
how to get through this tunnel. Uh-huh. Almost all of it is seen through their perspective. <laughs> right. So it's the equivalent of watching somebody watching TV, but it's not TV. It's just a blinking map that is. And then it's like, oh, man, you almost got hit by the thing. Turn left here. I mean, they cut once over to the person who's actually doing action uh-huh. things. And the rest of it is just like watching a, a battleship game. Anti-anticlimactic. <laughs> very for much sure. so. It's very well, and I guess they have to stay over there because they keep getting interrupted by different droids that are security measures, yeah. and that's when C three PO is pulling all kinds of funny shit, like lying to him. Just <laughs> he's just any he he can anything he can do to escape with his skin intact. Being I a guess. real shyster. I think an important detail to touch on here is that as they were entering this this base mm-hmm. to prepare for it to, for the trouble that may lay ahead, yeah. uh, Thal. Or what? Uh, Horde. No, the other. Oh, Horde is his name? Y- Yord. Jord. Yord. Okay. Jord. Yeah, yeah. Jord. No, yeah. <laughs> Thal or Jord. I think it's Thal. Yeah. As he's about to go in with Kia into this underground thing, it's yeah. like, hey, we're, we're heading into bad territory. And he reaches into the back of his land speeder and takes off a blanket and pulls out oh, a lightsaber. Yeah. yeah, we're in it, baby. Okay. For one, it's just a funny thing to do that he has it hidden and pulls it. It's like it's like your friend, someone sideswipes his car and he stops, he's like, God damn it, and pulls like an AK-47 out from underneath the blanket. And the back, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, shit just got yeah, real. Yeah, because lightsabers also, at least continuity-wise, I believe they would be outlawed because Jedis at this point were pretty much wiped out. Yeah. So it's like, you're not supposed to, it's like nunchucks when you're a kid. Oh, You're like, no, man. no, no, that's cool, but you're not supposed to have it. Yeah. It's illegal. But let me let me touch them. No, let me touch them. But, oh, shit, man. Don't, you can't tell anybody you have those. Like, they, the police will be here in seconds. Yeah, what is that? As a kid, you really thought, like, SWAT team was going to run into your brother's house if that came down. I, I just believe the police saw everything, I guess. <laughs> Which maybe is true more now than any other time. Nunchucks. And I would... I would complain about how ridiculous, like, in the Star Wars universe, him having this random person, this guy has no force, he's not a Jedi, whatever. The idea of him having a lightsaber yeah. would make most Star Wars fans make their toes curl. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this show is in such need of every bit of real Star Wars juice oh, yeah. that it has, like, that Star Wars bump, it needs it. Everyone should have been holding a lightsaber Yeah, it should have been just like, show. if you're not going to have Luke and Han and all this other shit, you should just have everything else that's Star Wars in there. Every sound effect, every, because they couldn't use the music. Uh-huh. They, they, or, I, or they didn't, they didn't spring for the music, which is like John Williams' expensive shit. And so they, instead they went with this. It's. It sounds like three people in a failing synthesizer. Yeah, it's just melting sounds through a lot of it. But yeah, I've got to touch on that because that's like a huge cool thing to see. I get like, I'm glad they did it because for kids at that point you were probably you have a dry mouth. You're thirsting in the desert for something more Star Warsy. Yeah, you know there it is. But they they save their friend from Tig the Fishman. Yep. <laughs> I wish they would call him that. From those two guys, they they managed to escape them and trick the droids and all kinds of bullshit. That's not antics. That's not important. Like right. because here's the thing: this show is structured in story arcs, so they go through having different masters at different times, as we all do in life. Yeah. Through <laughs> masters and daddies, they will go th- through like four episodes with these guys, and then another four episodes with a new master because they get into some other scrape, you know, or something that separates <laughs> them from these guys. So. They're just passed around, uh-huh. just like, yeah, they're the village bicycles of the, of the universe. But so this episode's very, I mean, there's, I guess, a contained story, but it's serialized because it's like, hey, what are we going to do now? There's this big race that these space billies wanted to go to, 
And now they found a way off planet to go do it with their great ship, the White Witch, uh-huh. which is the title of the episode and is talked about once. Right. Like, I, I just forgot about it until now. It's just a white speeder of some kind. Yeah, with the White Witch, I thought we were getting a Narnia territory I for did a second. too. I thought it'd be at least like maybe it's somebody who's kind of a force user and they think they're a witch or... Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I definitely thought of of Narnia for sure. Mm-hmm. I would love a crossover, frankly. I'll I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> bring in some closets. That's Let's one do of it. my favorite old cartoons. Was the the movie version of that or the TV mm-hmm. movie yeah. version of that? <laughs> but they escape off planet in some ship, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna go be in the race now." And it's like two people who know each other, two droids they just got today. Yeah. And then a woman they just met later that day, all going off planet. Right. Like off planet is like going off. It's got to be like going out of the country uh-huh. for them, you know. But I, as someone who's recently been out of the country, I yeah. wouldn't suggest doing it with people you just met. Oh, yeah. Like that day. Yeah. There should be a 24 hour waiting period before uh-huh. you leave the country. I think we talked about this in the Spider Man episode right. where it's like, don't leave the country with people you don't know. Give it some time give it, give it some time yeah yeah but they just i mean there's no passports there's no security check like they just go off the planet mm-hmm. <laughs> i wish i wish that was the case <laughs> on today's episode on today's episode is of course the time that travis and i take to talk to to reflect on moral lessons provided by these cartoons. Yeah. They all have one locked away in there somewhere. Some of them wear it on their sleeves. Some of them, you got to chat them up a little bit. Maybe yeah. get them a drink or something to just kind of <laughs> o- open them up. Travis, did did you learn anything from this episode of Star Wars, colon, droids, dash, the adventures of R2-D2 and C-3PO, question mark? With the special appearance of Hyphen. Hyphen is in there, Hyphen. yes. <laughs> you know what, Will? I did. I did, man. I learned that um, <clears throat> a dependent relationship is a very dangerous one. Mm. If you depend on someone all the time, you know, you never know your self-worth to its fullest. And it's not good, man. You know, I, I kind of take, I, you know, I, I looked at different aspects of my life and just realized, you know, you got to you gotta know yourself, know your worth. That's brave of you to try and uh, to, to turn it inward. Yeah, I had to. I had to, to look in, in the one. mirror. Mm-hmm. Apply it to yourself. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. Will, um, yes. what would you learn on today's episode? Today's episode. There was a lot on tap. Yeah, on, it was. This episode. It was. Every, I, every tap was there. Smorgasbord. Uh, there's some that are just like warnings. Yeah. Maybe you don't help people who are in trouble if you don't know them. True. Because Kia, she saw these guys getting blown up by droids in the uh-huh. desert and yep. decided to get herself involved. By the end of the day, she's off planet with strangers. That's not safe. No, yeah. no. Yeah. So she, yeah, she's not playing it well. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, don't give to others. But also, Tig, the fish man. Yeah. The young fish man, gangster, gangster up and coming, yeah. Yeah, trying to get made. Uh-huh. He's rejecting tradition. And while I, as an Aquarius, <laughs> certainly. Well, we all know. We all know. I certainly appreciate the rejection of tradition. Don't mess with something that's working. If it ain't broke, don't fix don't it. Don't fix it. You know what? Mafia, mafiaism has been working for us for a long time now. It's still there. It's it's still there gnawing away at the legs of society. It's just called Amazon now. <laughs> it's just called Amazon. Political. So I, I say if, if, if it's working, leave it alone. You don't got to reinvent the wheel if the wheel's a turning. <laughs> You've always said that. Yeah. You've always I, said I'll, that. I'll keep saying it. But- 
Most importantly, here's a lesson I think we can all take to the bank. Okay. One man's trash is another man's best friend. Ooh. Yeah. You went inward on that one. If someone, well, yeah, because I throw people away all the time. All the time. And I'm always accepting new people into my life that other people have thrown away, and then I throw them away. So here's the thing. Yeah. You can just trust that if someone was thrown away, Uh they're they're, going to be hungry to be your friend. Right. They're going to want to be with you. Uh They're going to want to be around you and do exactly what you say and just be thankful that they're alive. And that's when you... Throw them away. Throw them away and trash yes, them. It, when you're ready. Yeah. It's up to you. It's your schedule. Man, that's so just, smart. Uh, yeah, don't overlook those people that have been thrown away yeah. because every piece of trash, every piece of human living trash can be th- thrown away again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the next time you see some trash, get out that garbage bag, get out that pokey thing that convicts use to pick things up off the ground uh-huh. and put it in your bag. Because that's a friend you can keep in your back pocket for a rainy day. May the force be with everyone who tuned in this time for the Days Past Tunecast. For a special. Yes. Special. Special. So it's a Christmas special. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Close to it. It's December. Yeah. If you like what you heard, I suggest that you go to Apple Podcasts rate us five stars and write a review so we know you're out there you're not just some random droid or bot (laughs) or whatever you know that doesn't have a mind or a soul and hey listen be sure to check us out on our twitter and instagram at dp tunecast finally check us out on youtube we have a music video it is a mashup of the x-men animated series theme with sir makes a lot baby got back uh double up uh uh just search what what do we search you search for days past tunecast on youtube or you just follow the link in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. The real Christmas special is coming up. I'm sorry. Toonsmiths special. Yes. This year you. we're combining two things, three things we love. We're combining Toonsmiths, combining She-Ra, Ooh. and we're combining He-Man and the Masters of the Holy Toonsmiths. I know. Holy mackerel. Wow. Holy moly. We will be talking about the He-Man, She-Ra, Christmas special, cross through Christmas, or at least the Chris part. And put, Hyphenated. Put Toonsmiths. <laughs> I because can't wait. It's, oh, man. It's going to be a celebration. It is. All right. Until that very special day and time, an early holiday tutor, my duder. Tutor, my duder. After these messages, we'll be right back. Trouble again, yeah. Trouble again. Oh, 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 oh,